Well, we're the gas cast, but like, it's just Gabe and Zach on a cast. We just like a cast of characters. UFC 261 in Jacksonville Arena. 15,000 people. First UFC back with fans since March 7, 2020, before COVID. Fuck COVID. And boy, did it live up to the hype. Like, it was an amazing night. Star-studded. We had guys like Jake Paul, MGK, Megan Fox, T.Y. Hilton, Tom Brady, and Mike Evans. They were rumored to be in the building somewhere. They never caught them on camera, but, you know, reports, reports. Um, Man, it it was just an amazing night and was an amazing fight card. Um, I think that the arena was halfway filled I think 90% I think there were reports of 90% filled by 7 p.m. so they were watching the prelims I mean everyone was excited to be back and this night lived up to the hype now to start with the first fight Anthony Smith versus Jimmy Crute um it it got kind of weird with the first couple of fights I'm not gonna lie um with the Anthony Smith fight Going against Jimmy Crute, um, Anthony Smith, he had a really well-placed kick to the back of Jimmy Crute's, I believe, left knee, and Crute tried to place that foot down, and it basically went dead on him. He was wobbled. He couldn't really put any weight on that leg, but then he went out and won the rest of the round to me. I mean, he secured a takedown, got some hits. And then the round was over. In between rounds, doctors came and checked him out. Uh, The ref was like, all right, are you ready? Can you put weight on your foot? He tried to put weight on that foot and step forward, and he buckled. So the ref did the correct thing and called off the fight. So the first fight ended with injury. Respect to Jimmy Crute. This was only his second loss on his record. But, man, like I said, even with that injury, showing the toughness, the grit to go out and win the rest of the round – after your leg is basically basically broken. I mean, it's not working properly. It's broken. Um, th- that's insane. But Anthony Smith, he he gets another win. I mean, he he has a tough a tough record. He's thirty five and sixteen. He's lost to guys like John Jones, Alexander Ratchet, and Tiago Santos. But he's beat guys like Rashad Evans and Alexander Gustafson. So I will assume that he will be on his way up the ranks to fight uh, for possibly a light heavyweight championship one day. There are guys in front of him on the list of contenders, but if he keeps up, if he keeps up his performances, he'll be up there. Now, like I said, he did lose the rest of the round to Jimmy Crute, but there is no telling what could have happened in that fight if it was to continue on, if Crute's leg did not give out on him. Now, moving on to the next fight, a middleweight bout between Uriah Hall and Chris Weidman and guys this was this was kind of insane uh the fight ended in 17 seconds and it did not end in a way that anybody wanted to see it end um Chris Weidman he came out with some leg kicks of his own now for Anthony Smith it worked and it deadened Jimmy Crute's leg and ended the fight by TKO. For Chris Wadman, basically it was the opposite. He went out, uh, shot for a leg kick with, I believe, his right leg, Uriah Hall, checked it, and bam! Snapped 
his leg in half. Oh, it was so gross. Like, and whenever I saw it, I was like, I can't look at this. I can't do it. If y'all listened to the previous episode, I talked about how Chris Weidman was fighting Anderson Silva in his second fight. And that's what happened to Anderson Silva. He went for a leg kick on Chris Weidman. Weidman checked it, snapped his leg in half. One of the worst injuries I've ever seen. But this one might have been worse. This one might have been worse. His leg was basically in a U-shape from the knee under. Oh, it was, it, it was, oh, I, it was gross. Um, but horrible, horrible injury to Chris Rodman. We're hoping for his recovery. Um, he did have a an Instagram post. He talked about his injury. Um, he said whenever he went down, he just tried to immediately think about positive things, the silver lining. Uh, he saw his own injury. Ooh, I can't imagine looking down at my leg and it is shaped like a horseshoe. I it just... I don't I wouldn't know what to do with that. He said he was in crazy pain. He was in crazy pain still at the hospital. I'm sure they had him drugged up, hopefully. Um, but he was stabilized by the night. The surgery went well. He was good by the morning. His leg was straightened out. They said it would take about eight weeks before he could walk again without crutches, maybe six months to a year before he could start training again. Uriah Hall was a class act saying that he prayed for his family. Anderson Silva tweeted out hoping for a speedy recovery. I mean, we don't want to see things like that, but I mean, it, it happens. Those leg kicks are a powerful, powerful tool. I mean, we see how effective it can be as far as like, pretty much, I think Dana White was in an interview with Bill Simmons and he said, why don't people use, Bill Simmons asked why people don't use the leg kick more often because Guys that use it, I mean, it seems unstoppable. And Dana White even acknowledged, yeah, guys that who've come out and implemented that strategy, they basically won their fights if it was effective. Here's the reason why you don't use those leg kicks. Your leg can snap. So, um, yeah, that that was kind of kind of gross. It it was very shocking, appalling. The first two fights of the night of the main card ended in injury. We were hoping for no more injuries, and no more injuries we got. Thank God. Moving on to the next fight for the women's flyweight title belt, Valentina Shevchenko, a lady who's only lost three fights in her entire career, two of them being to Amanda Nunez, one's to Liz Carmouche. Carmouche, she avenged that fight. So basically only losing to one chick who is the best women's fighter of all time. Now, Valentina, she's up there as well. Like I said, she's only lost to Amanda Nunes, the one other chick Vince fight. Uh, she went out and fought against Jessica Andrade, who is 21 and nine herself. She is an amazing fighter. She has beaten, she beat the women's strawweight champion currently, the current women's strawweight champion, who we'll get to that next. But Valentina, she went out, scored like five takedowns in the first round, and in the second round, two more takedowns and finished her with some short pun punches and elbows. The ref called it out. Uh, that was a round two knockout by Valentina Shevchenko in the post-fight interview. Uh, she was like, look, I'm, I'm going to tell y'all the truth. All y'all looking for a weakness against me? There are none. Come get some. So she is a bad lady. 
I'm excited to see her fight again. Now, the next fight, the women's strawweight. This is the co-main event. Wally Zhang. Wally Zhang only losing one fight before this fight going against Rose. Now, Mayunis, Rose, Thug Rose. She showed why her nickname is Thug because she just went out and did Wally Zhang dirty. Wally Zhang in her last fight, I'm hyping her up because she went to war against Joanna Zinjercik. She took some huge hits from fists and kicks, but she could not take one beautifully placed kick. The kick was a left head kick just right under Wally Zhang's jaw, and it put her to sleep. Rose immediately attacked, jumped on top of her. Wally kind of tried to get up a little bit, and then Rose just finished her off. The ref called the fight off. That was in round one, one minute, 18 seconds into the round. And, whew, that, I mean, it was just an amazing, an amazing knockout from Rose Namajunas. Wally Zhang was confused whenever she got up. She said, no, no, I was trying to defend myself. No, no, you were getting your head bounced off the canvas. In between the canvas and punches was just bounce, 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 bounce. So Rose, she cries in her post, in her post fight, um, in her post fight interview. She says, I did it again. She is the first woman to ever wield the championship, lose the championship and come back and win again. So congratulations to Thug Rose, who was the co-performance of the night with this performance of the night, Kamaru Usman versus Jorge Masdaval. Now in their first fight, it went five rounds. It went to the decision, but Kamaru Usman won that fight decisively. So he gives Masdaval a rematch, and they're throwing hands with each other, Usman is trying to throw some knockout punches. He's throwing some pretty wild punches, but, of course, they're heavy-handed. He got some heavy hands. Mazdaval kind of just dodging them. So, Usman eventually takes Mazdaval down to the ground, gets him down. Mazdaval fights his way back up. They get back to the feet, and then that was the end of round one. Round two, a minute in, Kamal Usman swings, misses, Swings with a, he throws, a, I believe, a right jab to Masvidal. Masvidal just started trying to play with him, sticking his tongue out, put his hands down. What do you not do in a fight? You don't put your hands down. Usman throws that short jab with the right and then swings a heavy haymaker with the left. Boom! Straight to Masvidal's chin and he drops like a sack of potatoes. Usman goes in, throws some hammer fists, finishes him off. And game bread, game over. Mazdaval is out. Usman retains his title. This is his fourth title defense. I believe that's 14 straight in the UFC. He's never lost in the UFC. Anderson Silva, he has the record with 16 straight wins. Um, Usman just, uh, he's, he's going to cement his legacy as one of the greatest of all time. In the UFC, I mean, 14 straight wins. It doesn't really get much better than that. Georgia St. Pierre, I think he only lost one fight, which that one fight he did avenge. Um, but man, with Kamaru Usman being undefeated in the UFC, he says he's going to start lapping guys. He's going to fight Colby Covington again. He broke his jaw 
broke Colby Covington's jaw in the first fight and went on and finished him off. So they're going to go for another bout. We'll see how that one happens. But if he keeps his trajectory of just straight up dominating guys in the octagon, he will be seen as one of the greatest of all time. So this card was amazing. This card lived up to all the hype that we could ever see. Yes, we did see some nasty injuries, but I mean, I guess at least they happened earlier on so we could kind of just move on because uh, it was kind of gross. Um, we're hoping for a speedy, well recovery from Chris Weidman and Jimmy Crute. I'd love to see Jimmy Crute back in the octagon. I'm not sure about Chris Weidman. He's a little bit older in age. I'm not sure if he'll fight again. I mean, he, he's a bad MFer. I'm sure he will try to get back into the octagon. But uh, as far as fighting in, whew, we'll see. But Jimmy Crute, he was tough. He just so happened to lose this fight because of a TKO. Um, the next UFC event, there will be a couple of fight nights. But for UFC 263, that will be headlined by um, Oliveira, I believe. Let's see. Let's see. No. UFC 262, that will be headlined by Charles Oliveira versus Michael Chandler. Oliveira, I believe, has the most submissions in UFC history, if I'm not mistaken. The co-main will be Leon Edwards versus Nate Diaz. And right before that, we'll see a Tony Ferguson fight versus Benil Darush. And Tony Ferguson, if any of you guys know who that is, they call him uh, the boogeyman, like a kua. <laughs> He's a guy who was based, he was he was finishing guys. He was rearranging people's faces before he went up against Justin Gaethje and Gaethje uh, finished him finished him off. Well, he didn't really finish him off. Tony Ferguson didn't get knocked out. He went all five rounds, but Gaethje just pieced him up. Um, so I'm excited to see how he comes back and performs against uh, Benil Derdush. Nate Diaz, he hasn't fought since he fought Miles Duvall for the BMF title, a title that they just created for the UFC uh, for that one fight. I wonder, is Miles Duvall ever going to put that BMF title up for the taking? I mean, is he just going to keep that title? Uh, we've seen people beat him. Is he going to lose that title? No. Is that just his? So that's a weird situation, but it is a sweet-looking title. I want to see it put up against someone else to see if someone else can just take it from him. Um, but that should be an awesome fight. And yes, the, the main event should be awesome as well. Michael Chandler is a bad MFer in his own right. So uh, thanks for listening. This is my UFC recap and uh, peace.